Welcome to this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here on LovelandTigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. And we are excited to announce that the Firestone Complete Auto Care in Kenwood is now an official sponsor of this weekly AD podcast. Contact Derek Lester at 513-401-7892 for all of your complete auto care needs. I'm Jason Griefer, and as always, we're joined by Loveland Athletic Director Brian Knatzer. Brian, good morning. How is Tiger Nation on this rainy Monday? Good morning, Jason. In the words of my predecessor, Julie Renner, it is a great day to win a ball game. There we go. And uh, we've got a lot to talk to, and hopefully we'll get some more uh, wins under our belt coming this coming week. But let's talk about last week first. Since we last spoke, uh, we talked about your bowling teams, girls winning the ECC title, boys finished second. They went into the postseason this past week, into the sectionals. How did you think they performed not only as a team but uh, individuals? Oh, as as you know, the, the bowling tournament goes, it was it's exciting, it's fun. Uh, there are definitely two different personalities between the boys' team and the, and the girls' team. Uh, as you had mentioned, the boys won the, won the ECC. Or, I'm sorry, placed second in the ECC. We had a couple first-team finishers, uh, Matthew Reichlick, Jeffrey Scott, and second team was Alton French. Uh, it, it was a great, uh, great day uh, in sectionals. Uh, unfortunately, we, we uh, just missed it by 68 pins. Uh, for the boys to go on the district, but very fortunate that uh, one of our own, our Alton French, moves on as an individual this Thursday, the 27th, uh, to districts at Beaverview. So come out and uh, cheer him on there. Uh, for the girls' uh, bowling team, uh, as you mentioned, came number one in the ECC, uh, did a great uh, showing at sectionals, fell short 21 pins, but for the second time in a row, we had our Miss Grady Pettit who is moving on as an individual uh, to the districts that will be on Wednesday the 26th at Beaverview. A uh, couple highlights uh, of this year for our girls' bowling team. First teamers are Ashley Gilker, our Yanni Cars, and our Grady Pettit. And our second te- team is Ashley George. So congratulations to all those boys and girls and to our two individuals moving on uh, this week and uh, districts. How do they feel about their chances to maybe get beyond the districts? I think they're just going up there with, with an open mind uh, to, to, to compete. Uh, as an individual, you know, it's, it's kind of tough when you, you know, they're able to bring teams up there um, and they don't have that support system. But those two kids are very, uh, you know, driven uh, individually. Uh, the coaching staff will be there. Uh, the athletic department will be there to help support them on, and I'm sure their parents will be in a few stragglers here and there. So they'll have some support, but it's all about showing up and, and uh, finding finding their line and going with it. Absolutely. Best of luck to them, and we'll hopefully have them still continuing when we talk again next week. Let's talk about your academic team. Finished out the regular season, get into the postseason, the ECC tournament. Everything is there in front of them, and one point short of an ECC title, 68-67 to Anderson. What was your reaction when this happened, and what was the team's reaction? Well, obviously they were disappointed uh, in themselves for the opportunity that that Coach Coach Mahona was telling me. That is the equivalent of missing a half a question uh, to come up with that 68-67 to difference. But what that does board us to do is it does give us an application process for an at-bid large, which, uh, you know, I'm thinking we're going to get into that at bit large. So uh, that will give us an opportunity to compete at a uh, regional uh, basis uh, in 
coming up in, uh, I believe it's either late March, early April, uh, and it'll be somewhere within the state of Ohio, whatever region that is. We're going, we're preparing, we're practicing. Um, the kids realize that, hey, you know, a little chip on their shoulder uh, to where they, they just missed getting in as a qualifier, but this at-bed gives them another reason to refocus, to be re-energized, uh, to practice hard, and when it's their time and they get in and wherever it is, they're going to go at it in full force. So congratulations to their successes at second in the ECC and what's ahead. Do you think it gives them an extra shot in the arm as far as motivation goes, assuming they get this at large bid into the regional to uh, get in there and uh, atone for this? Oh, certainly. Uh, you know, after talking to a couple of their other leaders, the first teams, you know, Simon Grome and Alex Lehman and second team, Ben Roop, they, they, they had their sights already set on this. They've already moved past this process. Um, they're, they're ready to, to compete. So they're uh, disappointed in their overall performance, but they are ready to move forward. And I, I think this is going to give them that motivation they need to compete at the highest level. So congratulations to them. Let's talk about your wrestling team. A good showing at the ECC Championships. Finished second to a, a very, very strong West Claremont group from top to bottom. But you had a lot of uh, strong place, placers themselves there. I have to imagine they're pretty happy individuals. Do you think it met their team expectations? Uh, you know, I, I think they had, uh, you know, being at, at the top of the ECC, if not number one on their minds, we had to do some reshuffling around because of some injuries and some other things. But the, the fall second team, um, you know, in the ECC, uh, I don't think that was their their end all goal, but they're they're definitely proud of their performance, um, and, and you know it gives them an opportunity to stress themselves a little bit uh, as they move into this weekend, which would be the uh, sectionals at Lebanon High School, both on Friday evening and Saturday uh, during the morning. But uh, you know we did have some uh, some top placers, uh, Brett Hogan and Jake Casonas. Um, both uh, finished in first place, which gets them first team ECC. We had some second placers as well. Uh, Michael Supine, Kobe D. Milam, Jonah Rubio, and Simi Ozarlan both got second place finishes, so that gives them second team uh, in the ECC. So str very strong team, Jason. Um, you know, they, they've had some time to, uh, to work on some, some of their moves and, and uh, kind of stretch themselves a little bit, and I know that uh, – Coach Schweitzer and the team are, are really looking forward to this weekend. This gives them an opportunity to, um, you know, place a, a team score and also make it out to the districts uh, beyond that as, as individuals. So they're, they're focused. They're ready. Um, ECC is behind them. Postseason is in front of them, so they're ready to go. Let's move into the pool and uh, state swim dive this past weekend. And uh, first talk about uh, Brandon Day. Uh, what a state meet he had. Take us through it. Congratulations to Brandon Day. Uh, two events. I, I mean, this this guy has got talent written all over him. He's uh, going to swim at the next level at Ohio State University. He, uh, you know, had a great showing in the prelims um, and on uh, the finals and the 200 free. He placed second with an outstanding PR record of 138.72. Uh, just phenomenal, uh, and then sixth place in the 100 backstroke as well. So he's standing on the podium twice. It was fun to get down there with him uh, uh, right before the event started, just spending time with him uh, and his family, and obviously family is very excited for him and the successes that uh, that he's had, um, and the rest of us Tigers are too. So very, very fun at that caliber of competition. 
to be next to someone and, and to have those conversations prior to them getting in their middle state of, of preparation, getting to go, and then obviously competing. So very fortunate to be a part of that, and congratulations to Brandon Day and his family. How did he feel afterwards, You know, finish, as you said, finishing second there and nearly winning one there and then the sixth and the 100 back? What was his mindset after? Yeah, I think placing second place in any any OHSA competition. I mean, being on the podium, being on the podium for anything at that level is just outstanding. Uh, and obviously, to be in the top um, top three and even number two, Brandon was was really excited about that. I'm, I, I know he said that medal tasted pretty 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 good, <laughs> which is the same that uh, that Riley Bullock also said and placing fifth um, at dive this past week for the OHSA uh, dive competition. Um, she is a tremendous athlete as well in her own right. She's, she's going to be uh, diving for Ball State University. So it's fun to, you know, watch these kids grow, both of these, both of these athletes, um, this is their third year in a row going to the state. So the first time they they made it up there by the second by, by their junior year they started placing, um, and then obviously their senior there they moved further up the podium. So it's it's really exciting and, and to to feel and to see and to be a part of their successes in some little bit. And uh, couldn't be more happier for these two and for their coaches and for the program that's, that's coming up as well. Congratulations to them. Great seasons, no doubt, and big futures ahead of them for certain. Let's move on to the hardwood. And a boys' basketball season comes to an end in the uh, sectionals with an 86-50 to loss to Lakota West. And it just one of those is was it just one of those things where you run into a hot team in Lakota West and you just catch them on a on the, on the wrong night? They 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 were good. They they did everything right, and I think we could have done. Uh, our kids probably think we, they could have done a few things better. Um, that the score ended up the way it did, um, and it was it, it was a hard fight. The kids showed up. They're they're coming off of their last regular season win at West Claremont, which was in dramatic fashion. Uh, kind of came down to that last couple seconds. Uh, place was on fire at West Claremont. We ended up with the victory, forty-five to forty-one. So, uh, which which put us kind of in that middle of the the fourth place on the ECC with a seven and seven uh, record and, and you know twelve and eleven going into this game uh, for the postseason. And Lakota West just they they came out on fire. They had two guys on that court that could not miss, and we and we couldn't defend. So um, congratulations to Lakota West moving on, uh, but also congratulations to the boys for uh, their hard work, their commitment. Um, you know, being uh, fourth place in the ECC and obviously, uh, you know, just leaving leaving the place better than they found it. First team, Ian Cox. Second team, Brenton Fouts. Um, good good leaders on that team. So congratulations, boys basketball. Absolutely. And uh, as you said, a very tough Lakota West team. So no shame in that. Let's move on to the girls' side of things in basketball. They're still alive. In fact, in action tonight in the district semifinal, going to take on Mason in that one, 7.30 at Lakota East. First time you played Mason since 2013. I thought that was an interesting note. Your team's got yeah. two comfortable wins in the sectionals over uh, Talawanda and Lebanon to get to this point. Mason had to gut out a three-point win over Ursuline. Uh, how does this matchup shake out for you? Yeah, I mean, can't take anything away from Ursuline and Mason. Those are two good teams. Uh, the good, you know, with us playing both Talawanda and Lebanon, uh, the score being, you know, uh, in our favor, we were able to go uh, fairly deep on our bench. Um, so people 
kids got in, kids got some experience being at that level. But these these two teams are uh, Mason and Loveland are, are pretty evenly uh, evenly matched uh, offensively, defensively, record wise. Um, I mean, they're Mason is a team that you know they're they're coached very well, uh, like we are. Um, they've been there. They've been there. This is a pattern for them. We're making it a pattern for us. So this is a great opportunity to really stamp that Elpaw into the hardwood and let uh, let everybody know that um, we're 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 real now and we're, we'll continue that in the future. A um, couple couple of side notes with this to recognize: just Jillian Hayes, obviously the school record for points, and now she's for rebounds. Um, Kate Gary has now moved up to number three all-time scorer overall. Uh, Jillian Hayes uh, is the ECC Conference Player of the Year. Congratulations to her. And Coach Darnell Parker is the Coach of the Year. And Jenna Batch and Jillian are first team. And Tess Broerman and Kate Gary are second team. So a lot of success in that program. They have earned every bit of it. Uh, Loveland is just excited uh, for this evening and the opportunity that awaits us, and and they're 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 prepared. I mean, Coach Parker gives gives them a, a day off, you know, uh, last week, you know, just to kind of recoup and recover after the Lebanon game. Nope, I saw three of them in there. Um, I'll let you decide who the three were there and they're shooting. <laughs> they're they're getting their own practice in. So these these girls are excited. Um, they are they want to be at this position and they want to they want to take it. So. One of, one of the interesting notes I thought coming into this game, too, that uh, that is out there is over the last five games, your team's giving up less than 23 points per game. What has been the key in them seemingly turning that defense up another notch as we're heading into the postseason? I think we're just – the strategy that Coach Parker uses is just – it's unbelievable. It's very fun to watch, you know, how he subs in and subs out and how deep he's going into uh, on the bench. And I think, I think that's it. I think it's confidence. I think it's a, a certain feeling that the girls have that they're there to score and to get the ball back and score again. Um, they're focused on the rebounds. Um, they're focused on, on aggression. I think that all helps with the defense um, and allows them to get more points on the, on the, on the scoreboard and, and less for our opponents. So. So let's move ahead. Let's talk a little bit ahead here. I know that coaches won't do it, but we can't hear uh, on the podcast. Uh, should you mm-hmm. get Should you get past Mason and advance to the district championship on Saturday, which would be at Princeton mm-hmm. High School? You've got a potential showdown looming with number one seed Mount Notre Dame. What are your thoughts about getting that matchup in the district championship? Should you get past Mason tonight? I mean that that is that that's what you dream about, right? I'm sure these girls have thought about this at all. You walk into that gymnasium at Mount Notre Dame and it's it's intimidating. They have they they have their state um pictures, you know, and big size up there around around their entire gymnasium. I mean they they've been there, they've they've beat a number one I think they're ranked nationally. They they beat another team ranked nationally this year towards the beginning of the year. They're they're it's the real deal. It's the competition that you want to face. If you if you want to win a, a state competition, you got to face you got to face this type of caliber teams and that's that's really what what Mountain Notre Dame is. They are they they are a team that uh, has been there before and and I'm sure they're going after it this year. So it's a what an opportunity! What a story! What a narrative um, that that we can write 
So we're all in it. We knew this from the very beginning. Um, we're hopeful that we will get in that in that position uh, and take on that opportunity. Uh, obviously, if that doesn't come. So if that matchup were to come, and you would get past Mason, and and you wind up facing Mountain Dame, assuming they would beat Trenton Edgewood to get there, do you look at how do how do you think your players would embrace that? Would they see it as another game on the schedule, or would there be some hesitation? That's whoa, this is Mountain Notre Dame. Oh, I, I think it's I think it'll probably be a little different than another team on the schedule, but there will be no hesitation. I mean, these girls are are fully focused on what's in front of them. Um, they are very talented. Uh, they work very well together. It's a well-coached team. Uh, it's it's a team that wants to leave a mark and a stamp. Uh, so I see it as yeah, they, you, they might think it originally. Well, we're playing Mountain Notre Dame, but that's as far as it, that's as far as it's going to get for these girls. They're you know they're they're Loveland Tigers. Absolutely, and uh, they'll, they'll bring that fight each and every night. And uh, certainly, we got to take care of Mason tonight, though, Brian. A, a busy week and. Uh, it, behind us, busy week ahead of us. We certainly appreciate you taking some time uh, today to join us and talk about it. Great. I, I appreciate you all having us on, and I just want to say congratulations to all the teams, uh, both in the fall and thus the winter. Uh, we do an all-sports trophy here in the league, and uh, the, the final scores have come out. Loveland is still on top of that uh, for the whole, um, as far as fall and winter put together combined. So that's important to us. It's important to our coaches. It's something we talk about. So I want to say congratulations to all the coaches and the programs and the successes that that um, they've had uh, this year and leading up into the spring, which obviously full practice starts today. There we go. Busy times behind us and ahead of us. That is Loveland Athletic Director Brian Knatzer joining us for this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here on LovelandTigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. Oil. Yeah, oil and oil. Make sure you do the oil changes. You need to replace your oil. Oil is like the lifeblood of your vehicle. Oil is the most critical part of the engine. For maintenance, repairs, and tires, come in to Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892.